Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Hi, I'm Garth Callahan. I am a cancer thriver, but more importantly, I am the napkin notes dad. I have been writing notes to my daughter, Emma, and sticking them into her lunch ever since kindergarten. Hi, I'm Dara, creator of crazyperfectlife.com, a place to go to help you find meaning each day and live your best life, and author of the book Crush Cancer, available on Amazon. Welcome to this episode. You know, this episode, Dara and I have been talking about this for weeks because we're recording right before the Thanksgiving week, and both she and I have been thinking about how can we best talk about gratitude and thankfulness without sounding like the grandmother who's sitting at the end of the Thanksgiving dinner table saying, okay, now everybody, before you can eat, we have to go around the table and talk about what we're thankful for. Okay. I just want to say before we get started that I love going around the table and (laughs) saying, what are you thankful for, for the year? And every single year when I suggest that everyone in my family rolls their eyes. Well, there's a reason why they roll their eyes. Roll their eyes. It's such a cliche. But it's so beautiful. I get it. So let me ask this, Dara. How big is your family around that Thanksgiving dinner table? It obviously varies from year to year, but I would say at least 15-ish people. So when I was growing up, we typically had Thanksgiving dinner at my mother's family's home. And they lived in a a fairly small home. It was a one-bedroom apartment. They owned the building, but they only lived on the first floor. And the first floor was kind of tiny. There was a kitchen that was fairly small, a hallway which had their linen closet and washer-dryer, a master bedroom, one single bathroom, and a big kind of like living room dining area, which that whole thing was taken up with so one uncle and and aunt who had five kids another group of family who had four kids and then my mom and my dad and my sister and myself and then the grandparents there was always a kids table because there wasn't enough room and gosh you know going around the table waiting to eat a mediocre dinner (laughs) (laughs) because let's face it you know most thanksgiving dinners are so what are you saying you can't be grateful you can't say what you're grateful for if you're in a small space (laughs) (laughs) well i'm saying as a kid i didn't have the same enlightened attitude of thankfulness and and gratitude as what i do as a grown-up and maybe because i practice every day that thanksgiving takes a little less meaning so do you say before y'all start eating hey, let's take a moment to say what we're thankful for. Or do you have a tradition that you do? We don't really. Yeah. We don't. And and I think, again, part of that is that, you know, for us, I have always felt like Thanksgiving dinner is rushed because there's so much food and there's so much cooking that's kind of going on. And then on top of that, if everybody doesn't get served quickly and starts to eat quickly, the food gets cold. And let's be honest, I don't think that, you know, I'm not a big two o'clock dinner person. I've just, I don't know. I, I'm, I, to be honest, I'm kind of thankful that it's over when it's over. Nice. <laughs> well, um, but. I- but there's, yeah. there's right there. So I'm so much more grateful and I have right. opportunities to be grateful throughout the year. I don't think that Thanksgiving is necessarily the time. That it's not the linchpin 
of gratitude. You know what I love about Thanksgiving? My favorite thing about Thanksgiving is that everyone celebrates it who lives in this country. It's not a religious holiday. And I love that. So we're all Americans, people who celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, so there's no division there. And also, it's not a materialistic holiday. So we're not thinking about what we need to give people. There's just, it's not about the gifts. It's kind of just about being together with the people that you care about. That's what I love about it. Yeah, same here. You and I, we talk about the opportunity to be grateful and thankful and just have this general attitude of thankfulness or Thanksgiving every day. That Thanksgiving is just one extra day that we can be thankful for and that we can express thanks. And that's such a good point because... I think what you're saying is, hey, Thanksgiving is a great holiday and it's, you know, we eat a ton of food and blah, 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 but let's decide to be grateful every day. How can we create a life of gratitude all the time, not just in the month of November? Right. People who experience that and it takes practice. It's not something I, I don't believe that we are born inherently grateful. I think that we do experience gratitude and thankfulness on a regular basis just if we pay attention but putting it into practice and actually developing that as a life skill is something that most people probably could work on absolutely so let's talk about that how can people bring a life of gratitude into their daily lives i think one of the easiest things to do is to um and i know i do this i know you do it um, I think you probably do it better than me or maybe more extensively than me is that I start out the morning um, as I kind of am getting ready for my day. I think ahead of the things that I'm going to try to be thankful for for the day. And we know because we've had people guests on our show that have said research is behind us on this one. So taking the time to acknowledge three to five things that you're grateful for every single day will help you feel happier. Research is on our side on that one. That's right. Science, baby. Science, baby. So if you're not someone who takes a moment every day, and it could be at the beginning of your day or even at the end of your day or both, to really think through three to five different things that you're thankful for in that moment or in the big picture of your life, then you will start to kind of think in a more grateful way every single day. You know, one thing that I want to say about that is life is not a fairy tale. And it's easy to get a picture in your mind of the way you think your life should be the way you imagined it would go. And then if life doesn't turn out that way, I think a lot of people get frustrated and they become angry or dissatisfied. And the reality of it is that doesn't mean that you don't have a great life. It just means that there was a deviation in the set plan. Life isn't a fairy tale. And so realizing that and being able to still count your blessings every day, I think is very important. Right. And I think that it's important to think about the fact that you can have blessings and you can have some crap in your life as well. But the crap doesn't necessarily negate the fact that you have blessings. Well, let's just take you as a perfect example. Okay. So you are currently in the middle of dealing with a health issue. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that we <laughs> called it the middle, right? I mean, let's be honest. If you happen to be new to the Thrive Podcast, I have been in one or another different type of ongoing treatment for cancer for about six years now. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> 
So I have a question for you. The morning that you woke up and you were on your way to have brain surgery, which I think we would all agree is pretty scary and pretty shitty. Were you feeling or did you find that you took a moment to focus on gratitude that day? Be honest. Yeah, so yes, but I was very focused on one type of gratitude. Let's be really brutally honest. Yeah, because what's the point if you're not quite right, honest? I, I had to get up so early that morning that it was definitely out of my routine. And I couldn't eat breakfast. I couldn't have had anything to eat or drink from midnight the night before. And there was us trying to get to the hospital facility on time. And where do we park? And all of these things. There was just a lot of stress. Yeah. Yeah. So I also didn't have my normal morning routine of let me go through my process. That's where I start to think about being grateful. However, I was incredibly grateful and expressed this multiple times to my wife, Lisa, that she had basically forced us to go to Charlottesville the night before and stay in a hotel that had an affiliation with the hospital because I had to be at the hospital at six o'clock in the morning. And even though it's only a little over an hour drive, adding that extra hour to my morning trying to get there by six o'clock, which means I would have to leave by five, which means I'm probably getting up around four. That just would have made it that much more difficult and challenging. I can't tell you how many times that morning I kept thanking Lisa and telling her that she had really done something great for me to make sure that I was at the hospital on time. That was nice. And then I was amazed and thankful for how quickly the procedure went, how it was thankful afterwards that there didn't seem to be any long-term side effects or after effects that were happening. So I really did, even though I was there, even though I had this spot in my brain, there were things to be thankful for. It's challenging to keep perspective when you're going through a really hard time. And I would definitely think, and I would qualify what you went through as something very challenging. But I love that you were able to carry that gratitude throughout that day. I mean, that says a lot about your character because I think it's easy to feel grateful when life is going exactly the way you want it to be going. Let's be honest, but it's a lot harder to feel thankful and count your blessings when you're dealing with really challenging situations. And so that's, it, but it's I'm, like going, it's like going to the gym. Okay. What right. does that mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so let's say that you haven't exercised in quite some time and you sign up for your gym membership for, you know, 30 or $50 a month or whatever it is. And your body is out of practice. Your mind is out of practice. But if you make a commitment to going to the gym and being a little bit active every day, it's going to be much easier to yes. yeah, kind of go to the gym when your body is saying, ah, eh, you know what? I'm tired. I don't feel like it. There's yeah. just, there's, there's one more episode of your favorite Netflix show that's out there. <laughs> yes. Right. So when, if you have this ongoing practice of gratitude, it makes it easier to be grateful when in fact things aren't necessarily going your way. Because you've trained your mind to do that. And we've talked about this before. One of the benefits of starting to carry gratitude throughout your day is just the shift that can happen in your mind. Your mindset can change a little bit so that you do start to kind of travel through your day, counting your blessings as you have positive interactions or you're noticing more things to 
feel grateful for. I know for myself, that's really happened that as I started to practice listing out the three to five things to feel grateful for when I first started this practice, I have seen a significant shift in my mindset from just kind of going through the motions of, okay, this is the time in my morning where I list out three to five things to traveling through my day and being able to recognize, oh, what a beautiful blah, blah, blah. I'm so happy that I got to see that. And just that mindset Do you find that you have that as well? I do. I wanted to grab a couple of planners that I've been looking at. They're my two favorite planners. And I wanted to make sure that I was saying this correctly because I I didn't want to say something only to find out that I was just really mistaken. But both of these planners have sections on your day. So one of them says, right now, I'm grateful for. And then there are three lines. Mm -hmm. And then the other planner there is this morning I am grateful for with mm, three and lines then one. and then tonight I am grateful for. Yeah, I love that. So Garth and I are actually a little side note. Um, can I say this, Garth? Sure, you can say it. Okay, because if I say it, it's happening. I know. Okay, Garth and I are going to be, we're working on kind of designing our own 90-day journal. So we're doing our research right now. You can bet there's going to be... I want two gratitude sections in our journal. Sure. And, and 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 that just goes back to what I was saying earlier, that if you practice gratefulness, it will slowly inherently become part of your everyday life. And yeah. it doesn't have to be big. You don't have to really think about the biggest things that you might be grateful for, although that might be easy. It could be little things like... Yeah. I, I'll be honest, this is how I've started. Even before I decided that I needed to have a practice of gratitude in my life, I always have said thank you out loud when I hit a green light in traffic. And that's so simple. It's so small. There are two things that it does. One is it makes me say the words thank you out loud. And then the second thing is when I actually do hit a red light, I'm less bothered by it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know it's going to turn green and then you get to be thankful. Right. Every time I hit that green light, I'm thankful and it really minimizes the effect of the red light. And I know, I know that you're thinking, Garth, that's so small and so insignificant. That can be exploded exponentially with the right attitude to big things in your life. From one perspective, I've had a pretty rough go at it. I've had cancer a number of times. I just had brain surgery. I had to have daily chemo for 1,620 days. All of these things from one perspective. But from another perspective, I'm really thankful for the fact that we found a chemo that worked for 1,620 days. And I'm really thankful that I live close to a facility that was perfectly suited. They actually invented the process of the brain surgery that I went through. Think about that. That's amazing. It is. Right. All of the places I could be living in the United States, I live an hour away from the country's best facility for this. One thing that I've noticed, and it's really hard to feel grateful when you're complaining. So let's just talk about that for a few minutes because I feel like people, it's easy if something's going wrong in your day or you're dealing with something that's challenging, it's so easy to kind of go down that negative complaining space and really focus on what isn't working or what you don't like. But I feel like if you can recognize that and then shift and find something to be grateful for, even in those minutes, even in those moments, then 
it's really going to make a big difference in your life. Right. And sometimes you might still need to fix the problem. Let's face it. If you are complaining, if you're focusing on some of the negative aspects of something that's going on in your life, being grateful and being thankful and ignoring that aspect of your life isn't necessarily the, the healthiest choice. But finding something to be thankful and grateful for might help you shift your negative attitude away from whatever that problem or that barrier is so that you can look at that problem with More fresh eyes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So you know what? I want to take a moment to just give thanks and say how grateful I am for your friendship, Garth, because, you know, I consider your friendship to be the something good that came out of something bad. You know, I never really would have met you if I hadn't been diagnosed with breast cancer and gone through all of that. It's been almost five years and I, you know, you're one of the biggest blessings in my life and I'm just so happy to have your friendship and your family in my life. So thank you, Garth. I wanted to give thanks. Well, it's been a while since I've teared up on the Thrive podcast. <laughs> Are you crying? I'm working on it, I think. Oh, success, baby. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, Dara. I really do. And when I look at my health crisis and I really stop and think about especially the people that it has yeah. brought into my life, even starting from the very first day, there's somebody I'm very thankful for. Her name is Nicole, and she really has been my guardian angel right up until I shifted treatment facilities to UVA recently. She just really always looked out for me. And you know what? I would have never met her. I wouldn't have that blessing in my life. Honestly, cancer is one of those things that it kind of brought napkin notes out Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it, I, I've been writing notes to my daughter and sticking them into her lunch for a long time, well before cancer. And there was a shift that kind of took place after my first cancer diagnosis where I realized that the notes actually, they could be more than just something between Emma and me. And maybe I could share them with, with other dads. And so I started to do that. I can honestly say I would have never come up with that idea had we not gone through that health crisis, had my daughter not started ripping the notes out to save them because she was worried about me. All of that came through a cancer diagnosis. Well, we now, wouldn't be sitting here on this podcast. Right. Yeah. I mean, outside of the That's fact the that you and I, of it. right. Outside of the fact that you and I would have never met. I know. Yeah. No, it's right? true. We wouldn't have this podcast. So we wouldn't have our friendship. We wouldn't have the podcast. We wouldn't have this mutual support system going on for each other. Although admittedly, I probably take more than I give at that I point. I definitely don't think that's true. <clears throat> but I really think that there's always something. There's always a blessing that can be made out of something bad. Yeah, there's always a something good that can come from something bad. Sometimes you just have to look really hard to find it. But it's there. I promise you it's there. Yeah, you know, I was I was chatting with my therapist the other day and she commented that she feels that my my attitude is very similar to the attitude of the dad in um oh gosh, what's the it's the Italian movie. Oh, I'm gonna completely space on it. The guy won an Academy Award for it even. And it's all the movie's all in Italian. It's subtitled in in English. He's Jewish and he and his son put into a concentration camp, but all he does the entire process is he lies to his son, basically. And he takes whatever bad things are happening and turns them around so that his son, who's very young, probably five or six years old, isn't worried and isn't scared. 
Okay, I don't know what that is. It's not the boy in the striped pajamas, is it? It's not. Um, okay, it's... will you find that out? Because I actually want to watch that movie with my kids. It sounds yeah. like a good movie. It so, sounds like a quality movie. I will fully admit, I don't like to watch movies like that. And yeah. I, it, they're stressful for me to watch because it was such a dark time in humanity. Mm-hmm. Lisa and I just watched it a few weeks ago. And we both walked away from that movie thinking, wow, you know, that was really well done, had a very strong message. And again, the message was this dad, his love for his son, and he was doing everything he could to make sure that his son was not worried about what was happening. Garth is going to figure out the name of this movie and we're going to put it in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. Because now we all want to watch the movie. Do you have a beautiful napkin note for us today? That has to do with gratitude. I have a feeling you do. You know, the movie is Life is Beautiful. Oh, Life is Beautiful. It just popped into my head. Yeah, Um, because I said the word beautiful. Yeah, it's one of those movies. It's going to challenge your heart because it's such a dark time in humanity and it's, it's really tough to watch. But as a dad, I could certainly empathize with what this man was doing. As I was preparing for this show, I thought, gosh, you know, how many napkin notes have I written with the word gratitude or thankful or thanks or anything like that? And I did a quick search in my database and it was so many. It's way too many to even start to count. The one that I settled on, it's pretty simple. There's one funny one that I really love, which is don't let the turkeys get you down, which I think is appropriate as we're approaching Thanksgiving. But the one that I really appreciate the most is Thanksgiving is a choice. Mm, I love that. Right. And it is a choice. And yes, it does take practice. But that's one of the reasons why when I think people take a look at the planners or the daily journals or whatever they're looking at inherently the people who are designing these are putting places for you to purposefully write down something that you're grateful for so that's the easy thriving tip today which if you're new to the thrive podcast a thriving tip is just a little nugget of goodness for you to carry with you and so the thriving tip today is tonight when you go to sleep think about three to five things that you're thankful for You don't have to list them out in the journal if that's not what you like to do. Just think about them. But take the time to notice and recognize at least three to five things that are good that are in your life right now. I love that. And and you know what? You could even take that a step further. I read this a while ago and I really like the idea. I think it shows purpose and intent, but it requires you to start now, basically. And so what you can do as a family is Mm -hmm. you can take a jar, whatever big jar, whether it's pickles or whatever, empty it out for Thanksgiving, wash it out. And then between this year and next year, anytime that you or any of your family members are thankful for something, you write it on a little piece of paper and toss it into the jar. And then you can read... Oh, I love so, that. You can read it around the Thanksgiving table. Yes. Yes, Yay! exactly. Well, and, and, and what's good about that is that... Everyone you know, can just pick one thing out of the jar. They don't have to come up with anything. Right. And you might take a family memory back, right? Ooh. So maybe your family did something in February that you've kind of... The memories faded or you've kind of forgotten about. Maybe there was a rainy day and you and your daughters just kind of snuggled up on the couch and you watched a movie and you made homemade popcorn and one of them was really thankful for that. You might not necessarily think about that when it's time to go through your Thanksgiving roll call. But if you have that jar and you've 
you know, have little slips of paper. It doesn't take that long to fill up the jar. And then also you're going to have a whole year's worth of memories that you can actually, I mean, think about this Thanksgiving dinner's over and somebody's still really interested in they're like going through the memories one by one for all of the things that your family was thankful for. Oh, I love that. Okay. So we are definitely, I think my family is going to start that for sure. So we encourage your family to consider that as well. And if you do take a picture of your jar, you know, fill it with your first little slip of paper, put it in there, take a picture, tag us on Facebook or Instagram. Garth is napkin notes. I'm crazy. Perfect life. We would love to see your pictures. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. And and you know what? It's definitely like a Pinterest project too. Yeah. Right. I can, I could absolutely see somebody doing like really fancy paper and fountain pens and, and a nice jar with a bow or some type of decoration on it. Yeah. We're just going to have a, over at my house, we're going to have like one of those (laughs) jelly jar things. Yeah. So the idea. So great. Thank you for that, Garth. You're welcome. I would really encourage a family, especially if you have young kids at home. I I would just, I bet that you're going to have, I mean, think about all of the things that little kids are thankful for that grownups just kind of, they're like, forget Forget to be thankful for. You know, the kid is like, I'm so thankful for dandelions. And the the dad (laughs) is like, oh, I hate dandelions. I hate when they're in my yard. Right. So it's just, it, it helps add that perspective. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so glad that you're here. I'm Dara. I am the creator of crazyperfectlife.com. Check it out. And I am Garth Callahan, the original Napkin Notes Dad. If you'd like to find out more about me, you can go to napkinnotesdad.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created by Dara Kurtz of Crazy Perfect Life and Garth Callahan, the Napkin Notes Dad, with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.